You're listening to the Secret Muse Society, where we pull out the things we keep hidden about ourselves. What are the secrets that actually hold us back from the connection we crave? And what happens when we tap into the inspiration we have to offer the world? I'm your host, authenticity coach, Karen Choi. Let's dive in together. Hello, Muse. Welcome back. How are you? Are you feeling confident in your self-worth? Are you feeling kind of doubtful? Like you have to prove yourself. You're a little bit worried that people are going to call you out. Well, either or, this episode is for you. And it is inspired by my lovely clients that I feel so blessed to be working with right now. I am just over the moon that I get to work with women in musical leadership. I am talking about people who are conductors of the future. There is a program put up by the Tapestry Opera, and it's called Women in Musical Leadership. And it is about empowering the next generation of female and non-binary conductors because they are highly overly, underly, widely underrepresented on the main stages of the big orchestras in Canada, in the world. And the program is really designed specifically to provide them with the experience, the relationships, and the confidence they need to take any stage around the world. And I am just so grateful that I get to be a part of this because number one, I love classical music (laughs) and I love to see women on stage. Oh my gosh, it would have made a huge world of a difference when I was in grade school and up sitting in the balcony at Roy Thompson Hall, watching the Toronto Symphony Orchestra's children's programs. To see a woman on the podium would have told me, hey, you don't just have to be in the orchestra. You can be on, you could be directing the whole entire thing. You could be the leader. This is why we need women on stage. And this is why I'm so excited. Well, I'm excited for so many reasons. Classical music is my first love. When I was growing up in our house, that is all I had access to in terms of records and radio stations. My parents didn't listen to pop music. I remember actually when I was in grade three, I had a giant sleepover birthday party. It was boys and girls and the girls, we all slept in the living room and the boys, they all slept on the other side of the house. And wow, my mom was really brave for having that many kids sleepover in her house. Plus me and my two brothers. She's a pretty cool lady. But yeah, that night the kids wanted to play some music and dance too. And all I had were Chopin waltzes because I knew that people used to dance to waltzes. (laughs) That didn't go so well. They thought that was pretty lame. Actually, when we were all lights out and in our sleeping bags, I remember one of the girls saying, this is the worst birthday party ever. And it totally broke my heart. I cried to sleep that night because I didn't know what dance music was. Oh, actually, the one song that I did play that I thought they would think was cool because I really thought it was cool was... Rock and Robin. Anyway, classical music is my first love. And these 
female conductors are totally inspiring to me. And one of them asked me, you know, where she said, I want to be confident, but I don't want to be overconfident. I don't want to show up egotistical. And so we really talked about that. And this episode is inspired by her because I know that so many of us, so many of you out there may also struggle with this. I know I did. Wanting to be confident, but not overly confident. You want to show that you have your head screwed on straight, <laughs> but it's your head's not too big. You want to be confident in who you are and know what you're capable of, but you don't want to be have an overinflated sense of pride or arrogance or boastfulness, right? Even just describing those things actually really sets the difference between confidence and ego. That's what we're talking about today. What's the difference first between confidence and ego? If you want to show up confident, then we also have to know what is the ego and how do you define confidence? So for me, confidence is having faith in your own abilities, believing in yourself and showing up, knowing that you have everything you need in the moment. That is confidence. Confidence, I think, also has a lot of courage and bravery. It's knowing that you're you don't have more than what you have right now. You might have some fear because of it, and you still show up. And you still show up having enough faith and trust in what you know that it's going to get you through that moment. And then you'll get through the next moment too. The fact that you are creative, resourceful, and whole enough to make whatever you need to do in that moment the best it can be. That's confidence. Ego, on the other hand, is something else entirely. Unlike confidence, the ego operates out of pure self-interest. So the ego is seeking approval, accolades, validation at all costs because the ego has to be seen as right. See, confidence, you can make a mistake and know that you could correct the mistake, that you can learn from the mistake, that the mistake doesn't mean you are a failure, but that you can still succeed with it. Whereas the ego shows up and says, nah, if I make a mistake, I can find other people to blame it on, right? I can blame my external circumstances. And another real key thing about the ego is you constantly compare yourself to other people who you feel might be better than you, perhaps better looking, more intelligent, happier, more wealthy. It's always about competition, comparison. You might be collaborating, but there's other insecurities hidden there. That's the ego. And all this comparison will make you feel like you're not as good. That maybe you're less intelligent, you have lower status, and it causes jealousy when other people do well, rather than celebration of other people's achievements. Confidence is safe and secure and belonging and knowing and trusting in yourself. And that moment, confidence creates connection. Confidence is enough. Whereas the ego is arrogant and it's the ego, the real nuanced thing about the ego is it's trying to prove itself. So when you ask yourself, am I being confident or am I being egotistical? Ask yourself, what are you thinking? Are you thinking I can do this no matter what comes up? It's going to be okay. That's confidence. Ego is I'll show them. I can prove myself. I have to get this right. That's ego. Do you hear the difference there? 
Another way I like to explain the difference between confidence and ego is when you think about dogs. Ego reminds me of Napoleon syndrome, right? Like, and when I think about Arlo, him being a little dog, little dogs also kind of have this syndrome, right? Think about like a little chihuahua walking down the street, strutting its stuff, looking so big, looking so hot, like it can rule the world because it probably rules its house. But then a big dog comes along, a motorcycle drives by, a kid zooms by on its skateboard, whatever. And this chihuahua loses his shit. He starts barking and yapping and, and he's barking so hard that he's elevating, levitating off of the ground. This is what happens to Arlo. When Arlo is scared, the mohawk on his back spikes up like he's flipping his lid and he barks so hard that his whole body jumps up and down. And even his asshole, we could see it throbbing in and out. (laughs) Sorry for the details, but the details are important here because that's how much he's barking. He is barking as loud out of his mouth as he is out of his butthole. That is how scared he is. And that is how much he needs to make himself feel big because he actually feels really small. That's like the ego. It tries so hard because it's actually really scared. But when you think about it, big dog. Like we had a big dog in our family before Una was born and she was a staffy terrier, Staffordshire terrier. And she had one of those big heads, big brown eyes. She was gorgeous. She was like a unicorn. She wasn't scared of anything because honestly, everybody else was scared of her. And you know, that big dog energy that they just walk and they can take up space and they're not really that bothered by anything. They just do their thing, have a little bar dog like Arlo or that Chihuahua is telling you about comes up and starts freaking out, Daisy would just look at them and be like, yeah, so? Because she knows that she could just off it at any moment. Daisy knows that she is strong enough she could hold her own. Daisy knows that she's the boss. That, my friends, is confidence. Big dog vibe. Ego is small dog vibe. Daisy versus Arlo. So when you're thinking about how you're showing up at work. So for example, these conductors, they show up for new gigs every week, meeting a whole new set of people and having to gain trust with a whole new set of people every week. Have you ever been in a situation like that where you perhaps are going to a networking event or perhaps you are meeting a new team or perhaps you are like meeting new people at the school. You're thrown into a situation where you're meeting new people. You want to gain their trust. How do you approach it? You want to approach it with confidence, not with ego, right? So in those situations, what would your confidence look like? And what would your ego look like? What would your big dog energy feel like? What would your small dog energy feel like? And where do you want to channel your focus, your attention? Big dog energy, right? confidence. Where do you feel your trust, your belief, your faith in yourself? This is why it's so important in coaching. We really focus on what are your values? What are your strengths? What are you working towards? And what is your big vision of yourself connecting with your higher self? Because that is your confidence vibe. I want to tell you a story where I really messed up confidence and ego. In a previous job, I went on mat leave for Etta. And when I came back, I was coming back to entirely different team. 
So before I had left or mat leave, I had hired a finance person. I had hired a marketing person. I had hired a team of project managers. And we did their onboarding and training before I went on mat leave, but we didn't really establish like a tight relationship. So while I was gone for that year, obviously they bonded and they bonded without me, which is fine. That's what's supposed to happen. But when I came back, I came back to an entirely new team and which meant that my job would be entirely different because we decided to keep the finance person on board because she was so amazing at what she did and the team was growing. So we needed someone to be overseeing HR, finance and project management as more of an ops person. And it was hard. It was really hard coming back because I was intimidated as heck by them. Really smart people, obviously, otherwise I wouldn't have hired them. And they, you know, created their own rhythm and inside jokes and bonding time over that entire year that I was gone. And I was coming in as like a new boss in a way. And I had to earn their trust. I had never had that big of a team before. And I was feeling really insecure because I didn't know what they would think of me. I was afraid that they would think that I was incompetent because it was my first time in that kind of leadership role. I just, I had all the things, all the thinks and thoughts and feelings of self-doubt and worry and anxiety. I lost so much sleep. I was really stressing out, trying to bring my best foot forward, right? Like I wanted to go in there confident, but because of all that fearful thinking, fearful feeling, and fearful believing, I actually went in with a lot of ego. It was not my best self. And and it created a lot of tension and conflict, which looking back on now, because there's been so much time that, you know, I learned a lot from that experience. And I really learned the difference between confidence and ego. Like when you are trying to gain trust with people, to build trust, to cultivate relationships, trying to prove yourself to them is actually very one-sided, only about self-interest. And people can see right through it. Like there's this concept that Chris Doe talks about called the mirror mask. And it's the idea that everyone wears a mask that actually is a mirror. and People see you just the way you are. Like you think you may be exuding some type of confidence, but underneath there's actually a lot of fear and ego. People can see right through that. You think that you don't really like how you're presenting, let's say the sound of your voice, maybe you're fidgeting, your body posture shows that you're not that confident, but you want to look big. People can read that energy. So people can see you just the way you are. They see you the way you see yourself. So if you want to go in there with confidence, but you're having fearful thoughts and feelings, that's going to translate through your actions and your behavior and the results. The result will be people will see that you are fearful. You are afraid of them. You are afraid of what they think. You're afraid of how they will respond. You will are afraid that you'll be rejected. All those are the things that I felt. You are afraid that you're going to get fired. You are afraid that people will compare you with the person who was there before you. And perhaps they will get promoted above you. Like you go into this fear mode and you just start 
scrambling because you think that you need to fight and claw your way to survive. Does that sound confident? Nuh-uh. Nuh-uh. If I had to do it over again, I would really focus on what makes me feel confident. How can I have confidence in myself? What am I really good at? How can I offer that to this team so that we can build trust? How can I start thinking more loving thoughts and feelings about the situation? Perhaps saying, it's challenging, but I'm learning. It's hard, but it will get easier, right? How could I get myself into a confident energy? You know, giving myself a pep talk. Hey, you've got this. Yes, the reality is that they're new and they don't know you and they got to get to know you and it's going to be weird, but you have to show your best self and trust that your best self is going to be enough. Rather than clawing your way into perfectionism, starting to people please, people can see right through that where you're just trying to appease them. Sure, it will they'll accept it because it makes life easier for them, but they can't trust you because they know that you're wishy-washy, right? So that is what I would do differently if I were presented that similar kind of experience. (laughs) But I will definitely be using that moving forward, like when stepping into new community spaces, go into them knowing who you are, what do you stand for, and what is it that lights you up. Share that and go into new interactions, new relationships, networking situations, new communities where you're thinking, how do you want other people to feel? And just be that feeling. You got to feel it first and then people will naturally receive it, feel it with you, right? Coming back to that mirror. You want to reflect positivity. You want to reflect levity. You want to reflect honesty. You want to reflect authenticity. You want to reflect you. What are you into? What makes you smile? What makes you angry, right? It's a whole gamut of things. And when you are confident in who you are, what you stand for, then it becomes easier. And the ego, the ego can't breathe there. It's like Arlo, Arlo the dog. When he's small dog ego, he just needs to know that he's safe. And then he will calm down. He won't be barking so much. I'll leave you with that. Confidence versus ego. How is it different for you? And uh, again, if you have any questions, send me a note. I'm on Instagram and LinkedIn. I'd love to connect with you there. And until next time, Muse, be in love, be in joy, and be inspired. Thank you for listening to the Secret Muse Society. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you haven't yet, please go to Apple Podcasts to rate and review this podcast so other modern muses like you can find us too. I invite you to continue the conversation and connect with me on Instagram at karenchoy.co. Join me next week for more secrets inspired by you. I'm Karen Choi. Until next time, stay gold.